Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. guest is Dr. Howard Gluss, and our topic today is recovering, recovery from grief. Dr. Howard M. Gluss is a licensed clinical psychologist, executive coach, educator, author, and radio show host. He has worked extensively in private practice, focusing on HIV and AIDS-related issues. He is also the author of the book, Real People, Finding Ourselves in the Movies, and host of the Dr. Howard Gluss Show on www.radio. DrGluss.com. Welcome to the show, Howard. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hi, Howard. It's great to have you on. Thank you, Gloria. I appreciate it again. Love to And be on. Howard is from Hollywood, right? <laughs> well, I work in Hollywood, but <laughs> I'm originally from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> originally from Canada. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about, about grief loss and uh, Hollywood and uh, the movies and that kind of thing because uh, that informs us so much, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel that one of the most important things that movies give to people is that if we see the experience that the actors are going through on the screen, it's a vicarious experience, and by watching them, we can learn so much about ourselves and the process they go through. And also, as an audience member, a lot of times we go through it ourselves at the same time. So it can be a very cathartic experience watching movies and helping us with grief. You know, um, I was thinking about that that kind of experience, but then I was thinking about the actual individuals in Hollywood, and you do counseling with with AIDS and HIV-related things, and I, I know that's a big issue in that community, a lot of loss in the Hollywood area, right? Right, yes, a, a lot of loss. Now, how do how are people dealing with that for our audience out there who've, who've lost a loved one? How... Uh, you know, people move. I, I always think of people maybe not being from actually the Hollywood area who move there with aspirations and leave their biological family. So you must see a lot of people there who are supported by a different community. Yeah, I think what happens a lot of times is because people are so separate from their families of origin that they recreate families here, especially artists or a lot of people, let's say, within the gay community. So they come here and, you know, they find like-minded people. And it's a very interesting process. They sort of, their friends become their family. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like their chosen families. Excuse. Yes, exactly. The chosen yeah. families, yeah. So yeah. What, what happens when, uh, when they lose one of those family members and the biological family suddenly appears, I would think? Well, you know, it depends. I mean, if, if people, um, Let's say within the gay community, a lot of times, well, this is happening less, uh, but uh, sometimes the families can come in and take all the possessions and want to take over the family if there isn't a good relationship with uh, the partner who is surviving. And that's why things like uh, same-sex marriage or getting the right legal representation are so important for people, uh, especially uh who are in those communities to make sure that everything is arranged properly. Now, having uh, the person, uh, after they die, uh, having them take the person to um, their their back home must be a difficult thing, too. And it's maybe been, have a funeral back home or whatever. Well, one of the things I've seen many times, there's simultaneous uh, funerals or there may be a memorial here in Los Angeles and then they go back home. So... 
again, I think it depends on the nature of the relationship with the family, but a lot of times the the family that was created, the chosen family, has a lot more meaning to the friends and the people around them. Now, if if I'm a person here who has lost lost a loved one and I wasn't, um, you know, it can be gay or I can be uh, just a person who was living with someone, uh, we see a lot of that also where the biological family then steps in. So what do you recommend to people if I'm feeling pretty bad about it, if I'm feeling pretty cut out? Well, I think first thing on a practical level is that uh, if someone has someone who's suffering from HIV and it's potentially terminal, to make sure that they get the the right legal uh, representation that they need to uh, get. And a lot of times by doing that, that can take care of their rights. And then on an emotional and psychological level is to really get the support that people need. There's so many support groups around. There's a lot of therapists like myself that specialize in these issues and um, to really surround themselves with the friends uh, that can support them through the process, that they're not alone. And they may find their biological family supporting them too, you know, telling them the issues. And uh, I know with... Um in-laws, oftentimes uh, people feel like the biological family is not giving them the support that they want, and and sometimes I have to say to them, you know, you really have to go to your own your biological family and say I'm hurting. Yeah, and I think the other on the other side, a lot of times the biological family is even unaware of the chosen mm-hmm. family. So by uh, sometimes the chosen family can can really. Uh, uh, out, you know, give some outreach to the biological family and help them through the process. And in the best case scenario, both families can synthesize and join together. You know, and I think these uh, websites now are wonderful for that because people can uh, do one of these memorial websites and the, the, the friends can log in and the family is so nurtured by hearing uh, how that person was known. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great idea because a lot of times the biological family doesn't really realize how, how, what that person's life was like. Right, and everyone wants to know that their family member was loved. Yeah, I think that's the most, that their life meant something. Yeah, and, and that there were wonderful stories that they never heard. That's a great idea to tell the stories. And, and I love the memorial websites because you don't have to read them if you don't want to. You know, if you don't feel like you're ready for that or whatever, you know, you can just glance at it. But if someone stands up and tells you a story and you're not ready to hear it, there's not much you can do about it. You know, that's a great point because I was working with a patient who um, actually uh, um, ended up uh, dying of HIV. And uh, near the end of it, I got a little bit involved with the family. And this was about two years ago, and I just got a letter from uh, one of the, the family members stating that they had just gone to the memorial site and started to read through it. So it took them really two years to get to that place where they were able to open up that door and feel safe enough to open up that door. Yeah. Definitely. So by having that site... It's great because it's just there permanently. I want to tell people how to get a hold of you um, if they because you, you do counseling in the uh, Hollywood, California area, and uh, tell us how to get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, the easiest way is well, my uh, my email is Dr. D R Howard Gluss. That's G L U S S at live dot com, and if you go to my website www.radiodoctorglus, and it's just drglus.com. It'll have all the contact information. 
Great. Well, Howard, uh, talk to us a little bit. You you uh, wrote that book, um, uh, Real People Finding Yourself in the Movies, and I know you interview a lot of people on your show, very interesting people who are involved in the movies. What do the movies hold for us as far as grief and loss is concerned? Well, I think, one again, going back to that concept that movies give us a vicarious uh, experience of what people go through, if a movie is really good and well done, it will also give a strong sense of authenticity that people watching it will really identify with those characters and can learn so much about themselves and uh, really about what people are going through. Because we see, it, you know, the movies are a mirror to, I think, our own soul and our life experience. And they can make us feel, we're talking about recovery from grief, or they can make us have some maybe some feelings that are good, and maybe not, I mean, maybe you want to leave. I remember going to Tootsie after my son was killed, right. and I'll have to say um, it was kind of amazing to laugh and be out, you know, with yeah, Robin that Williams doing that when I was deep, in deep sorrow. It was yeah. such a relief. Yeah, and I think that's great is that can really take you away from – sometimes you need a break from the pain. Well, and then on the flip side of that, I, you know, remember watching Ordinary People and saying, oh, my gosh, somebody gets it. Right. Somebody really understands on a deep level what I'm going through losing my brother. Whoever, you know, these characters get it and whoever wrote the script gets it. You know, one of the things that – and maybe Heidi as a psychologist uses this too is – a lot of times it's so difficult for people to talk about their own grief that they may talk about a movie as a way of uh, expressing what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So movies can also be great education for people. Now, I have to say, uh, you know, we were talking about the Legendstein. Okay, from my age, when Rock Hudson died of AIDS, uh, first, uh, you know, I, it was shocking, upsetting. We miss him. He's something out of our lives. And then for, I think you were here, I may be having uh, Keith Ledger die now. I mean, wh- what does that mean to us? You know, it I, I, you know, kind of could bring you into your own grief and out. And, and what is this public grief? Well, I think what a lot of times, you know, these movie starts are built on creating archetypes for ourselves. They, they you know, the, the PR creates a specific illusion or, you know, they're known for one, uh, one uh, specific thing, let's say, about their their characters. So when and if we really identify tremendously with them, if they die, it's like a piece of ourselves dies with them, and maybe mm-hmm. the hopes and dreams die with us too. And let's say for Keith, for Heath Ledger, it is that you know it really was the Dark Knight. You know, even that was his last movie. That you know it was the tragedy of someone so young and so talented dying, and I think that just exactly yeah that that piece like it, yeah it, it, now, it makes us all vulnerable. I mean, I was interviewed yes. by the Washington Post for this exact conversation, and I rem- I remember talking to this the journalist and saying that you know when these because we're so tuned into media now and movies and television, these people become part of our lives, and we get to know who they are. And we almost feel like on some level we know them. So when they die, it's, it's almost also a personal loss because we are so hooked in and we've grown up with these people and we've, they're larger than life and they're kind of our heroes. That goes back to your earlier comment that in some ways they become our chosen family. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. Yeah, they, we take them in as our family. As, I know yeah. we just had uh, Beverly Cobain on, uh, Keith, uh, uh, Kurt Cobain's uh, cousin, and she was very concerned about the, his community because he uh, shot himself, and she was concerned about the, the community, you know, responding that way and, and needed some support. Right. 
Um, so, Howard, I wanted to ask you, what what do you see to help people recover from loss? What do, uh, what movies? No, what what people? Well, you could be a movie if there's one that you lo- you like to direct people to. Well, there's to a, there's them. a whole bunch. You know, I want to tell people that even if they Google uh, death and dying in movies, a lot of times there's uh, what we call cinema therapy. There's a lot of movies that are available, and it will just, you know there'll be a little description of what the movie's about. So if oh, you great. Go, now, where is that again? Well, uh, there's a book called Cinema Therapy. Okay. And I don't know the exact site, but if you just Google death and dying in movies. What a great idea, yeah. You can go through the list, and what I tell people is just look through the list and see if there's something that stands out. If it stands out, it's probably because it's appealing to your unconscious on some level, and uh, just watch the movie, and then if you have a support system or a therapist or if you're in a group or just a friend, use that as a way to talk about uh, the process that you're going through. I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great to have kind of a little recovery group where you watch movies and then talked about them? I think that's a great way because, you know, it, all, it gives you a common ground. It gives you something to speak about. Now, one of the things we're doing for our Compassionate Friends group uh, next week, I did a, a YouTube video um, talking about is, are there stages of grief, which is on um, our YouTube site right now. And our group is going to all look at it, and then we're going to discuss it uh, at our meeting. I think that's a great thing. Again, it, it yeah, it gives you some, you have a common language, right? Yeah. Now, are there any movies that you particularly like? Well, you know, one of them that I like, you know, that everyone knows is Ghosts, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I think what's great about it, even though it was a very entertaining movie and it was, you know, funny, is it has this. It's really a great metaphor for the of keeping relationships going, that the dead are talking to the dying and. I mean, the dead are talking to the living, and the living are talking to the dying. And, and I didn't see it. Who's in it? Uh, it, it was... Um, Demi Moore. Demi Moore Patrick and Swayze. Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. Tony Goldwyn. It was actually directed by Jerry Zucker, who did all those Naked Gun movies. Sounds like I need to get it and it's take a fabulous. look at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it was actually an older movie. It's done in, in 1990, but the concept is that he dies... He's married. He's, I think, engaged or married to Demi Moore, and he dies. Uh, I think he had a car accident. or something. I can't remember exactly, but he dies prematurely. And Whoopi Goldberg plays this charlatan psychic, and um, what happens is he starts communicating to her, mm-hmm. and it's through her that she she's the conduit to Demi Moore. And, and so you see some of his healing process through it? Exactly. You see his healing process, and you see Demi Moore's healing process. And uh, it is, it, and, and Whoopi Goldberg acts as the psychic. Mm-hmm. And she actually becomes a, at first she's a charlatan, and then the comedy is that she actually starts hearing the dead. <laughs> and she gets freaked out by it. So so one of the things we're talking about here is how humor also opens you to be able to exactly. see some of the issues. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think it's a great metaphor that you can still keep relationships going on some level with people that have passed away. And and some of the ways we do that certainly is through journaling and, uh, you know, do you have other way, rituals and, you know, and just uh, the the empty chair thing is always a favorite therapy one where you put them in the chair across from you and right. and ask them a question and then you go over and sit in the chair and answer it like you think they would. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, because I deal with a lot of artists, anything creative that you do uh, can be a great way to communicate, whether it's through painting, writing, art, uh, movie making, you know, just any process. Great. Well, what I, great ideas you have, Howard, and, and good luck in what you're doing, and thank you so much for being on the show today and for writing for the Foundation. I Thanks, appreciate Howard. it very much. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.